Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the intermission. This week it's grab bag four. Um, we've already done bagging grab this here. This time it's personal. We've done two bag, two grab. Uh, oh. This is awful. Anyway, myself as always, T. Christie, Brian William Fenner, Michael Dorkman, Scott, Hello. and Trey Meeting Stokes. Grab bag episode one. It actually occurred to me that they did. There go- was always going to be. There was really going to be nine grab bags. I yeah. mean, that's always yeah. been the plan. They didn't. With Transformers Four, they could have done the thing where they just make it Transformers, oh right? God. But oh. if they had done that, then it occurred to me that the second Transformers would be Transformers. <laughs> <laughs> See? Kind of was, wasn't it? Yeah, man. I'm glad we're doing this episode. So this really is a free-for-all, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so thank you. Oh, wait, In the chat room, Owen Ward says grab for the bag. Yeah, mm-hmm. just the bag itself is all that's left. Well, as we chronologically, uh, in real time, uh, we are... Uh, Two episodes into the season of Game of Thrones now, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. which we've talked uh, about just hours away from just hours away three. from number three. So let's wrap this shit up, people. Yeah, really, we got it. We got things to do. Much more important things to do. Um, but uh, I don't know how spoiler we want to get. But uh, this is this is going to be an interesting season because they're kind of running into some book trouble now uh, mm. in various different ways. Where are they? How far ahead are the books now? Uh, we're are they catch? Are they at the point where we no. can't write any no, more no, episodes? No, no. No. No, no, they got two more. In fact, they've been. Uh, yes, right after, yes, and no. I would well, say right it depends on which character. Yeah, right yeah. after the right after the premiere um, of this season, HBO renewed them for two two more seasons. more seasons. Which, if they if they go back to a book a season, because season three and four were both book three are are currently both book three. Book four might start to seep in. Uh, I I you know it has, it has know. Yeah. is there a fifth book. There's there a fifth, is a fifth book. book. So, and, bo- yeah. and book four and five take place at the same time. They just follow different so characters. So they've, they've basically renewed the show for sure up to where we know books are. Yeah. <laughs> basically. They, they, gave, they gave George Martin two years to like, okay, wrap this up or at least get another year yeah. out of it. Has he? I don't know anything about Game of Thrones. I never got into it. Does George, has he talked about an end for the series or is, is, it, is it open-ended or is he actually bringing this into land like lord of the Rings? no, no it's, it's 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 closed he it, originally the, when he first started writing it in the 90s it, his intention was for it to be three books uh and then huh. he, he overshot just, that one a little bit he yeah, just yeah. has to write about what everybody's eating and wearing and that blew into seven yeah uh so it's it's seven uh five have been released so far the sixth one hopefully is coming soon he's writing it he's writing it. he's writing he's writing six one's probably done and being edited right now no. no, probably not. But no. he would tell. He would say if if yeah. it were because people it, are that waiting. would. I'm sure that would make the folks at HBO much less anxious if that were the yeah. case. There, he's working on book six right now. There'll be another book after that. Um, and the the big the big debate and the big concern is whether the show is going to overtake the books or not. Because and then it's going to just turn into Dragon Ball Z with everybody just standing there <laughs> staring at each other. Because that's what happened. Or they could just, you know, take it to its conclusion. Uh, you know, the, the, yeah. the, the writers, uh, that was, a, you know, the one of the interviews I thought was really interesting was, uh, you know, Benioff and Weiss, I guess, are the showrunners. And, and when they first met with George Martin years ago to talk about, we'd really like to do a series out of Game of Thrones. And he was like, oh, so you really think, you know, how well do you know Game of Thrones? Uh, the, the, the story oh, goes yeah. that his question was, okay, so who's John Stark's mother? And they said, blah. And he was like, okay, nailed that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, if you join us in the chat room, we've, we've discussed that theory at length and uh, we, we all pretty much... Is, it's, a, it's a pretty easy theory the, to Google if that's yeah, your inclination. And, there's a, and it, it all makes sense. And if you look at the show, the show is doing everything that also underscores that and has not yeah. said anything that would, would countermand that theory. And it makes perfect sense because it, it you can kind of go, okay, I see how this is all going to come together. Um, 
Not to mention the fact that it's called A Song of Ice and Fire. So if there aren't dragons fighting White Walkers at some point, I don't know anything. <laughs> so, uh, you know, that's kind of how it is. But um, but we just had... Uh, we just had a, a another major moment uh, last week's episode, which yeah, non-book yeah. readers uh, probably didn't see coming, and uh, that was fun. It was not as big as the famous Red Wedding, but it was the second second biggest surprise. Um, and it, it makes me curious about what we're gonna. We, we had a lengthy conversations as the last season was wrapping up in the in the discussion forums um, about what they were going to show and what they were going to save for the following season. And it turned out that they pretty much held everything back for the following season. Yeah. Yeah. There's a Um, lot of things. There's, they've got a, they've got a good season ahead of them of good meaty stuff with many of the characters. This is, this is going to be a big season for Cersei and Tyrion. It's going to be a big season for the wall and, uh, not so much for Daenerys. She's going to be walking down a dusty road a lot, uh, as the dragons get older. That's, that's unless they invent some things that aren't in the books, but they'll probably do that. But, uh, the Cersei, Which I enjoy when they do that. Because, yeah. But the Cersei Tyrion dynamic is going to be, I think, uh, a major yeah. story this, uh, this season. And that's going to be a fun one because that's going to flip kind of a lot of things about both those characters on their heads. It's going to be very interesting. So I'm, I'm, I'm very excited. I'm on board. I mean, meanwhile, you know, Poor Bran is just going to be hodoring for two more seasons. Yeah. Well, he's, that's he's just going to be walking toward a big tree and having visions, and that's just how that's going to be. We uh, we talk about we'll call it Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the the problem. But then again, aren't we all? Yes, <laughs> walking <laughs> towards a big tree and having visions. <laughs> yes, yeah. It's deep, man. I know I am too deep for you. Yeah. Uh, you guys don't see the tree right now, right <laughs> here in front of us. It's a vision. Uh, the problem is that different characters' storylines are progressing at different rates, uh, yeah. and. Some are, you know, right where they should be, <laughs> and some are a little further ahead. Be like if there was a Harry Potter miniseries, and like for some reason Ron's in the fifth year while they're in the third. Ron was left back year after year, and it's the same class every year. Like, oh, he's, he's taking potions again. Oh, my God. How do we make this interesting? <laughs> yeah, kind of, in a way. Yeah. So, yeah, so there are some characters that are just further along. And so when people talk about uh, the show overtaking the books, I mean, in... By and large, that's not a concern yet, but in some specific cases, it's like, well, they're they're going to get there sooner rather than later, uh, and then what do they do? Um, now, they the Benioff and Weiss, the two showrunners, have they like Trey said, they sat down way back in the day and kind of answered some big questions, and as as far back as then, Martin told them how the whole thing ends. Uh, yeah, but so they know where to take it. They know where to take it, but supposedly, even more recently, they've they've sat down and they said okay we need the major plot beats we need to know what is germane to the story and what isn't so we can hit all the plot beats in case we overtake we, we the need, books. Or, yeah. or in case you die or in case you die we yeah. need joe rolling to say no you got to keep creature around bro. exactly and they've had that conversation so. yeah cool you guys been watching cosmos I have uh, not actually. I've, I've been watching Cosmos. I have not. It's on Hulu. I didn't watch last week. Yeah. I'm not the most recent one. Yeah, one's going to air tonight because it's Sunday. Yeah, but I think the last one's going to air tonight, or the seventh, seventh or eighth is going to air tonight. What? How many no, are? There? It's not that far along. It's only like I think last four week or five. Really? I think last week was six. But I'm having a good time with it, and I'm I'm honestly more impressed by the show than I thought it would be. Based on they had that like little scissor reel trailer thing that was floating around for like a year. Uh, where it was just basically Neil deGrasse Tyson looking at you for a second and then a bunch of like half-finished effects shots over ES Posthumous music. And I was looking <laughs> at that like, oh, these effects, shit, this is going to mm-hmm. be cheesy as hell. The actual show, most of the shots look amazing. And you can tell that they're going to a bunch of vendors for them because some of them, eh, not as great. But there's a lot of like really good effects work going on on Cosmos. And I'm also surprised at sort of how well Neil deGrasse Tyson is doing because I've seen him um, do both well and poorly reading lines uh, yeah. And I wasn't sure which way the the thing was going to go on this one, but he's he's really selling it, and I'm 
super psyched about its existence. I think it's cool. There are some shit like I think they've actually been a little aggressive. Like the first episode was a little like they really like put their foot down and said, here's the deal, you guys. And they're like doing this whole shit with like old like Catholic priests and they're all in shadow and their eyes are glowing and there's a crucifix on their neck and they're all fucking scary. And I was like, Jesus, guys, you're really drawing a line in the sand here and saying, <laughs> OK, well, I'm glad you're committing to it. I'm just saying, Jesus, that's all I this, I, I haven't watched the show. I the, all I ever see is like, oh, boy, this week's going to piss off the fundies even more, which is like, well, then I support the show, whatever it's doing. <laughs> I think it's as long as it's pissing off. Fundies. I'm su- Brian, I'm surprised you haven't been watching it. No, I have been. Uh, oh. I just last week because I don't think I've seen yet. Oh. Um, yeah, I can't find the subscribe button on the Hulu screen anymore. I just don't know where it is, so I just have to like manually do it like a fucking animal. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm a ri- like a medieval rock farmer. Like a yeah. medieval rock farmer. That's my new go-to phrase. Thank you, Chloe. Yeah, that's Chloe's joke. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I've been watching it, and yeah, I lo- I like I love how it's it stakes out that position. It it doesn't it doesn't cow from. Yeah. Listen, we don't have to apologize to you people. Yeah, we, we don't have to take you out for an ice cream, as Tony Toby would say. Yeah, um, and it's I, I have nothing constructive or I have, I have nothing sophisticated to say other than it's amazing and awesome. So it's it's amazing and awesome. Go watch it. I don't, I don't have anything better to say other than just pure on you know just like thumbs up yeah (laughs) yeah good good show (laughs) yeah it's awesome and i love it i I like it i certainly like it i think i a lot of people who are in who are you know kind of uh really into science and stuff like that were i hear some people being kind of disappointed with it just in the sense that it's It's really basic there's a lot of basic it's really basic they they wanted to like it's like no no it's not for you it's It's for for, nine-year-olds it's but but, or it's for adults who aren't just don't know who any of this stuff yeah the the whole idea of cosmos is not there to really teach you the whole thing it's there to be like isn't this interesting now go learn it on your own because you're interested yeah cosmos the purpose of cosmos is basically to pitch the universe to you yeah yeah, yeah like, it's, do you it's, see? Let me let me frame it for you so you understand why this is so cool. It's science one hundred and one, and all of us here are, of, are yeah. already on board with science one hundred and one. Uh, so no. it, but it's it's not for us. Yeah, but it but it is really well done and well made. And I like uh, what you were saying about Neil deGrasse Tyson. I always thought Carl Sagan was kind of the same way in a in a good way. I think they're they're good. You could always tell with Carl Sagan that he was kind of introverted, uh-huh. and he and he he wasn't really the guy to be doing that (laughs) but he knew he's like if i don't nobody's going to so he just had to make himself be that guy you know um and that that always had a that that i think is a lot of what was so appealing about him and i think that's what's appealing it's funny you said that there's a old you can find this story if you're interested on youtube or just by googling it but there's a a story uh, meeting thing that happens every week where people come and tell stories called The Moth, which gets aired on NPR sometimes and on PRI and all that shit. But you can also just find these. And one of them is by the guy who is Steve on Blue's Clues, whose name is also Steve. And he's talking about it. You know, this is just recently in like the last couple of years. He's like, you might not recognize me, but I was this guy. And he, one of the things he's talking about in that story is like, I was like listed as People Magazine's like one of the top 50 eligible bachelors in the world and all that shit. <laughs> and I'm like, when I'm... Well, the only people that I'm friends with at the Blue Schools company are all the animators because they're all nerds and <laughs> they're my people and I don't know how I got this job and he started having these feelings of like I really feel like I'm not qualified for this like there should be some like sort of like a child behavior specialist doing this show or something <laughs> like I'm just a guy I, I, I was trying to be Serpico and this happened and here we are and he had like honest to God panic attacks about like how I'm not supposed to be the guy doing this I'm I feel like a generation right exactly 
And eventually he was just like, well, I guess no one else is going to do this, so I'll do it's, it too. It's that imposter syndrome. It's like, I, yeah. somebody's going to figure out that <laughs> yeah. I'm not qualified to do this yeah. at some point. Do any of you guys watch How I Met Your Mother? Yeah, no, I did. I, I, I liked not you. Once. you. I got really, I was, I was, I was you really, actually introduced it to me. Yeah, I was really into the first three or four seasons. That's how you met How You Met My Mother? Yeah. <laughs> How, how Brian how, you, how, you, how Brian met oh, how I, I met your mother. mother. How do you, oh God, that's a tough one to parse. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, oh, oh. And uh, oh, I feel that one on my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bitter aftertaste. It fades uh, a while. And I've kind of fell off. And I I, I I would I would check in on seasons six through eight. And I've been watching most of uh, season nine because uh, Chloe's been watching it. And the finale happened. And I don't want to spoil it for people because I think there's a lot of good in How I Met Your Mother. And it's a it's a great well, show. I, I would like to talk about it in spoilery ways if we want to go that route. I'm just putting that out there. Uh, we could. I mean, it's a definitely a thing that we would we would talk about. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a ama- it's a, a storytelling. I guess thing. there's no reason we can't. I, I, I just, just I it's interesting to me because again as a total outsider on this one is like never seen the show other than like you know three oh we got to see this NPH clip oh I'll watch that oh yeah, it's funny that's it I know nothing about the show that's right. where I was like oh that's why this Jason douchebag is a thing he's on this show that's right. why he's in all the movies yeah, okay yeah. that's why people think he's a big deal so so the I have no knowledge of the of the show and I was always kind of curious like well I guess it's apparently about. How, how a guy met a kid's mother. So I assume that, you know, when I heard that was going to be the finale, I'm like, oh, well, this is going to be, be a thing. Yeah. And then uh, apparently from Twitter, it was like, well, that seemed to have gotten a mixed reaction as far as <laughs> yeah. uh, wrapping up nine years of, so this is what the show is about. So I was curious, uh, being an outsider, you know, it's like, all right, let's do how it. it's resolved isn't specifically the thing, but whether or not it was satisfactory to resolve is fas- fascinating to me. We're going to go into spoilers for How I Met Your Mother. Come back in five minutes. If you don't want to hear them now. Okay. So yeah, if you don't follow the show, uh, we ended up meeting the mother uh, like as a character uh, a a little while back, maybe a season ago. uh, And we've seen scenes with her and they've been building her up for the last season. And it's like, for the first eight years, we haven't met this mom and we're getting fucking sick of it. And no, ma- no, no. <laughs> so wait, so, the, so the, she was identified as the mother as much as a year ago. Uh, yeah. Ago? The, the way they got yeah. away with the finale being a thing was he, the, the, the moment where they met is in the finale. We had just seen oh, them okay. together okay. or like talking to each other, but okay. and leading this, up to the finale, she actually meets every other person in the yeah. group. And this whole time, you know, those meeting. first eight years we're going, no fucking human can live up to this. And then over the course of season nine, we're meeting this girl and it's like, this might be the most perfect, human being that's ever happened like okay. it's it's she is adorable to a degree that fucking zoe deschanel could never aspire to she is just the she, you love her so much and like oh my god we fucking love this girl and this whole time over the course of the show the main girl that's been bouncing off of ted this whole time and the show has been repeatedly giving you all the reasons in the world to go they should not be together have finally like you know, she's gone off and done something else and she's getting married to nph and all this shit in the finale three things that a lot of people who care about the show did not want to have happen. All three happened. <laughs> Ouch. Which is that uh, Barney and Robin, who are Neil Patrick Harris and this one girl, the girl from Avengers, uh, got married. The whole fucking ninth season was literally on the weekend of the wedding wow. because they've been doing this time dilation thing the whole time. They went oh all in God. and said, this whole season is two days. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I know, and wow, the, and okay. it's and it's for Barney and Robin's wedding. It's like twenty four up in, in the finale. Yeah. In the finale, they finally do get married and divorced. Sure. So they break up. Therefore, therefore, kind of nullifying most of what was happening for the last year. <laughs> it was all a dream. And then the mom dies <laughs> on screen. The mother dies. It, 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 not even 
not even on screen in a good way. It like it's like it, so. I was it was great, and I was happy with her when this happened. And when so that happened, when she got and sick was, and at the hospital, uh, and then uh, yeah, I loved her more every day. I loved her when she got sick, and I loved her when she was gone, and then and and it's it's literally <laughs> she, like she's twenty seconds. <laughs> and wow. then and then the kids are like, Dad, she died six years ago. You got to get over this. You should go date Aunt Robin. <laughs> and he's like, You're goddamn right. And he goes off and hooks up with the girl that the show has spent eight years yeah. telling us they shouldn't have Have you with not been listening after to after a year of making us love the mother wow. so now it's like the right character died the wrong character gets back together with ted and this is your ending um and people got there was mixed reactions um some people liked it they liked it they thought it was dark and fun and interesting and it was true to the show other people were like I will fucking kill you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to mess somebody up. Anyway, my yeah. reaction was I, I didn't have a particular desire for it to go any other way, really. Just a sort of latent sense of I am not satisfied with this, but I don't have like nitpicks. I haven't been like lighting up forums talking about how much I hate the ending or anything like that. But I know a lot of people who have. Yeah, I was <laughs> in it, invested enough in the show, especially in the last few seasons to like get viscerally, you know, pitchfork angry about it. But it was like. This was just the wrong way that's to gotta do be, this. That's got to mess with your head, though. After you've got a, you know, one of the biggest shows on TV for nine years, all predicated on there's going to be an ending where this is all going to pay off. That's got to keep you up at night. And I here's the mom. Oh, I would. Yeah. Hope, and bang. You, know, you got you got to second guess yourself. Eighty thousand different. Well, that was ways. one of the. That's one of the sort of controversial things is that apparently there was a thing where they knew that that was going to be the ending since like season two. And they didn't expect to go nine seasons. Yeah. And in the last seven seasons, while they've been vamping, waiting to do that ending, they've just accidentally written to the point where the girl that they had originally, like season two, been yeah. like, oh, they're going to end up together eventually. They've got to just shat on her for like the last yeah. seven yeah. years. She yeah. can't go away because yeah. she's got to be the one. And the end. they stuck to their original, like, no, we have an ending in mind ending that they had eventually written themselves from that being the right ending was the argument about. Yeah. Why wow. and, and they they really wrote themselves into a corner because they filmed the two kids you know at in the second season because now the you know those two kids that they've been showing the same five seconds of footage <laughs> oh god you know they're like 30 years old now right <laughs> so they wow. had to film those kids at the time going you need to be with aunt robin you need to you know so that, that was committed that's, that's all the way ending. back wow yeah that's nuts yeah man uh yeah so that's so, rough that's gotta be rough so they made the wrong call uh <laughs> when the stakes were a lot lower bad call ripley it was a bad call uh <laughs> and they <laughs> just just like fucking investment bankers man they just, <laughs> yeah, kept, playing just, that kept, doubling, out. just kept doubling down on it <laughs> our non-spoiler <laughs> people are going to be back in about 15 seconds yeah. so yeah it was it's just the wrong wow call. well that's that i mean i i Having nothing invested in however that mo that show however he met that goddamn exactly mother. however that resolved um I, I like I said I, I my sympathy just goes to the showrunners like that had to have been hard you know just like oh we're gonna, they're going to crucify us no matter what we do and it's going to be somebody that's welcome gonna, back non spoiler people yeah. that's like just like the ending of Lost which like the ending like I was I was more much more invested in Lost um, and I was very disappointed by the ending because I swear they shifted course in the last season I swear yeah, to they God did. They, and, and I was like damn you you should have stuck to your guns because you would have had an actual cohesive start to finish thing yeah. if you'd stuck to your guns as far as where it looked like you were going well that was my thing with uh people got mad about the breaking bad ending because they were like well that wasn't surprising at all and i'm like yeah you're mad now like you being mad about that right now is like people <laughs> coming out of attack of the clones at 2 30 in the morning being like you would have fought that was awesome but then in 10 years you're gonna be like you would have fought that was fucking retarded yeah. Right now you're mad about Breaking Bad because you were every week this last yeah. few months has been you like an be, amazing. You wanted night. the apocalypse, right? You know, uh, 
Yeah. But as a box set for the rest of human existence, that's the ending you want on this show. It doesn't. It, you shouldn't be caring about how exciting it was compared to last week's episode <laughs> right now. It's the end of the show. <laughs> like it just needs to be what the show ends with. What what you were saying about um, how I met your mother? I, I don't think we. Uh, I don't think we talked about this show either. But um, True Detective. Oh okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. True, yeah. Detective True Detective was, a, was <laughs> good. I have a funny funny but, uh, about True Detective. You know, everybody. One of the scenes we wrote for Tokes and Stokes that we never recorded was an. Uh, it was a uh, in the car, and it was Tokes and Stokes having a conversation where it's like oh, time is yeah. a flat circle kind of thing, and the scene was called <laughs> Trade Detective. Yeah. Oh God. The uh, uh, but what might have been you? You reminded me of that with the showrunners because you know everybody, be- and and arguably you know they they set themselves up for this probably accidentally, but everyone was expecting the show to go in this weird like occult direction. And it didn't, you know, it, it seemed for like a little bit, a little at, bit. At the end, there was this weird sort of supernatural yeah. thing, which is like, well, a okay. little bit. But I think people were, you know, and people were looking for clues. They were thinking like there was some mystery to unravel. And it was actually a very straightforward yeah. show, ultimately. Yeah. And uh, I, I was just thinking the same thing you said. I was like, I would hate to be the showrunner going, oh, God, we <laughs> we shot we shot all eight of these. They're just going out. Yeah, it's not it's like just, we're doing this process and yeah. we just have to watch everybody hype themselves exactly. up over nothing. We're reading Twitter going, oh, God, we should have done that. That would have yeah. been much better. Oh, nuts. But uh, at the at the same time, that's I would still prefer that situation than the How I Met Your Mother people to have to be like, OK, what are we going to do this week? Because yeah. the true detective people are like, well, it's done. It's already done. It's done, and yeah. this is not our... It's, <laughs> we can't it's not control. on us anymore. Yeah. But yeah, it, with How I Met Your Mother, they're like, well, we got to do... We got to keep it rolling and just try and stay ahead of that curve somehow. Yeah. <laughs> stay ahead of the boulder. I really enjoyed True Detective. My funny my funny thing is I came a little late to the party. It was it had been going on for several weeks, and it was like clearly a thing. And yeah. I was like, okay, well, I guess I better get on board with this thing. So I started to watch it. Um I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming everyone in the sound of my voice, except for Mike, um, does this by HBO Go or perhaps some other method, which uh, I, don't I actually know I actually about. did do it by HBO Go just because I wasn't paying attention until several weeks in when I was yeah. like, OK, now I've got to catch up on. Here's my here's my one complaint about HBO Go, which otherwise is a, a fantastic thing, is the way the episodes when you go show me the series, the way the episodes line up. Yeah, is very strange. So. I what I really loved most especially about True Detective was I thought wow this is a real real genre bending TV bending example of nonlinear storytelling and I was five episodes in before I realized I hadn't been watching them in order. <laughs> I had I realized I love the way like wow the way it just starts in the middle and you just yeah. have to catch up. I was like that was this is fantastic and I realized I'd watched five episodes <laughs> and had not seen the first episode yet. <laughs> I was like oh and the first episode like oh I guess this kind of sets it all up for the, what's going on. <laughs> so, now I'm not nearly as impressed, but uh, I was digging it anyway. I was just digging it as this like you know slice of life of like eh, it's just these two guys and this whole so the whole all the stuff that I, I, I figured out it's like it's a perfect example of cut act one is everything that the first episode set up for me i had figured out by watching <laughs> the rest of the show in context it just hadn't it, it felt like it was spo- oh, you don't have to spoon feed me this now i figured <laughs> i already know all this this is all worked out it's so, like i went i went home for my birthday while true detective was airing and you know it was 
whatever day it was. And I was like, okay, so the new True Detective is up. And I want to, you know, sit down and watch that. My mom was like, okay, can I can I sit down and watch it with you? And I was like, <laughs> um, I found out my parents you, were watching True Detective. Uh, it's okay. like you know, it's like episode four, and I don't even have a. I've been watching since episode one, and I don't have a fucking idea what's going on. But <laughs> yeah. sure. But I, I, I found out that my parents were watching True Detective. And it's I found out after the finale, like the day after the finale. And there's some really like you and your parents shouldn't talk about those scenes in <laughs> yeah. the finale sort of things. And they're like, oh, yeah. And that scene and that's and I'm like, yep. OK, just move on, please yeah, move on. So I'm good. I don't I don't want to talk about this. I don't want that in my head. Thank you very much. Yeah, I, I but I dug it. It was one of those. You know, I love the fact that it was a, you know, eight and done. Yeah, this is it. Yeah. We're telling yeah. this story. That's it. And next season's going to be different people. Yeah. And, and anthologies, uh, man. Do we, do we well know acted. who those people are yet? Oh, yeah. No, no, we know nothing oh, yeah. yet. No, it doesn't matter, man, because everybody's time is a flat the circle. Same people, people over and over, just acting circle. out over and over again. Chalk just smacked dab in the middle of the reconnaissance. <laughs> yeah, we sure are. <laughs> the uh, the it's fact a great that, time to be alive. The fact that there are like nine thousand parodies of of him doing that interview, or just like everybody's just doing that, sit there at the. Yeah, ponytail and the Papsville ribbon. I don't know why I haven't done one yet. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just working on my accent, man. <laughs> what else is going on? What else is out there? I I, I thought Walking Dead finished a strong season. I don't know how many of us watched that show, but uh, uh, I actually I gave up on it. Uh, literally, like right before the episode where shit got real. <laughs> yeah. And I, but I was, I was too. I was like, nope. At I'm that point, you would, you it. would not reward that behavior. No, I'm not. I'm not allowing it. Uh, well, I, I, what, what point was that? I uh, just. I, I don't know. I just got so bored, and then the, I'm like, I'm not watching it anymore. Like I've been watching it with my roommates. I'm like, go on without me. Leave me. <laughs> leave, leave me, me behind. behind. Well, but and then and then they were like, oh my god. And then you talking about the Twitter. last the run of the like the last eight episodes? I guess so. Yeah. Because because like I mean they they have the seasons, but it's split in a you yeah. know, with a big gap in the middle. So the the, the first half of what they're calling this. La- this last season yeah, I think I, was I, the one that ended where the prison fell. Yeah, was th- the collapse of the prison and oh my god, and everyone scattered to the winds. That's how the first yeah. half of the season ended. I think I oh, okay. I watched I watched the uh, the mid season premiere or whatever they're calling it okay. now. So the first yeah the first episode the of the first, last run and then well I'm they wh- did that with Breaking Bad. The too. first yeah, yeah exactly this is how AMC does it. The first one to two episodes of the second half of the season or this last run, not so great. So that was probably where you bailed yeah. out, but but then then it really started to click, and they they did some. It was really interesting as a, a sort of a interesting example of um, clearly they had blown all their money on the assault on the prison at the end of the, uh-huh. first, the first half of the season where they had a tank and they had explosions and they had all the zombies. They literally they spent like the, three dozen people running around with assault yeah, weapons. Yeah, it was a big thing for you know for a TV show, and and the back half of the season was literally like the cast all separated wandering around in like pairs and threesomes Mm -hmm. and an entire episode would be about this particular group of two or three um and the first one was about dad and the kid and that's still kind of a rough dynamic and didn't really quite come together but then they started to get into these other groupings of of characters and they had some really seriously good episodes that came out of that yeah that were um amazing especially there was this one with uh, carol uh, who we all love from the mist um walk a lady home uh, Carol gets an episode that just I still like well okay big swinging balls on you Walking Dead damn okay you went right to it didn't you I still I really can't believe they did that that's on yeah television. Mike it really it's like is. finding out that someone you dated got really lucky right after yeah. you broke up oh she's totally hot now dude you should check it out or he you know sorry but I uh, didn't mean to impose roles, made a lot of money he, you know, no he totally totally worked out and broke up and uh, got famous worked yeah. out well I'm still not interested <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm not bitter. I could have had it back then. So yeah, I, I could have had a V8. It's worth checking out like the the last several, especially just if just the Carol episode. Just to just okay. pretend it's a it's a one hour Twilight Zone episode okay. about people in a zombie apocalypse. That's the just, best thing to do with just Dollhouse too. Yeah. Watch the epitaphs. Yeah, which I still need to see at one point. But I, I was like, you know, prop, you know, props to you. Then of course they, they, they ended the season setting up what next season is going to be about, which is like, well, that may or may not be a good thing. We'll see where they take it. Uh, you know, it's it's the rough, it's the rough thing about doing a continuing series. It's kind of like, well, we did that. What do we do now? So is Mad Men still on? Yeah, it's in yeah. its final season. Just started oh. now uh, again. Yeah, they keep saying it's the final season. I think this is the end of the final. Okay, because so they do eight and eight like all the other AMC shows. So, so I'm this, not crazy. This is the real. I was pretty sure I had heard <laughs> yeah. Mad Men the final season before. Yeah, but yeah. but the final season started eight Two months years ago. ago. Mad yeah. Men is like yeah. the Eagles. I mean, yeah, they they break up constantly. like Frank Sinatra. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Keep, keep so I've and I've never been a I've never seen a single episode of Mad Men. I, I watched a few episodes at the beginning, and I kind of eventually just sort of no. Not with that one so much. I watched a couple. It didn't I'll it. I'll binge it when it finishes because I've heard. Good things, <laughs> I'll so. watch it when it's done. I well, try. Oh, and that takes us to because <laughs> Brian Brian mentioned this was very funny today on the way over. Oh yeah, um, Orphan Black began last night. The new ah, season yes. two of Orphan Black, and uh, Brian, <laughs> Brian asked me a very weird question, which I or had a well, weird, you were talking about a weird night. response. Was, yeah, because well, I, like, I get mine from iTunes when I say I downloaded Orphan Black. It's because I bought it on iTunes. Um, you can do that, guys. And yeah, you can uh, legally download You things. can actually support the people who make programming, um, at least in America and other countries you're fucked. But um, but it's it's um, but uh, the, the way iTunes works is, uh, and that's how I got Walking Dead as well, the way iTunes works is the episodes don't release until like about 12.30 in the morning the night that they air. So I have to stay away from Twitter for like four extra hours and then watch the show at like at one in the morning because um, that's when it released. So, so last night at one in the morning is when Orphan Black finally released to me on iTunes, but I had to get up and do freaking down in front at 10 o'clock this morning, so I went to bed early and Brian didn't watch it. Brian wanted to talk about finances exactly. and Mike so, has shit so I have not, to start early. So it's, so it's yeah, premiered, I have to, I have but I actually take off pretty soon. But I haven't watched the, the first episode yet, but although last night I mentioned to Brian that I was planning to watch the first episode, so this morning on the way over, he asked me <laughs> if I'd did, seen did it. Did you end up watching it last night? He says no. He's like, okay. Yeah, I, I didn't either. I decided also to go to bed, and I'll probably just wait for the whole season to go and then binge it at once. No, <laughs> because... <laughs> and I was like, if already, no watching already it, it there we renewed. are. Yeah. Already there we are. I can't wait a week for a se- another episode. I'll just hell with that shit. <laughs> <laughs> who does that anymore? There's, but there's... Uh, and there's some fine lines that I didn't even really think about until we, having that conversation this morning, because, like, no. I... It, it, it with my if I had my druthers, what I would really prefer to do is watch a season of Game of Thrones all in one go. It's true, but I just don't have the self control to do that. <laughs> yeah. Game of Thrones is going to be on in you know seven hours, and I'm going to be there. Yeah, Orphan Black is like not quite that so there's, level. There, there's an event horizon to exactly, that. Uh, to exactly. That. Exactly. And I and I I agree with you that it is. I mean, it's it's the it's a. I don't know how that uh, that 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 ball's still bouncing, uh, and I don't know how it's going to land right now. The fact that binge watching is not just a thing it's a phrase now we know what it means it's a it's a word and, the and it's kind of, becoming the default it's and not it's even becoming, becoming a thing that happens it's becoming the default thing but the way that things are made does not support binge watching i mean only we need all, to know while it's happening if people are watching it yeah exactly well because you can't spend only only netflix is taking the chance of okay we're gonna spend quite a bit on a thing and let's work and we'll put it out there for but, a couple of things but not all of them yeah but, no one watched Lilyhammer. exactly but you can't or you know, uh, what was the other one the horror one 
Yeah, the, the, the uh, Hemlock Grove. Hemlock Grove. Yeah, I have it not did okay. even heard of that. It did okay enough to get renewed. But you, uh, but they're doing. But, but they're, these aren't these aren't like even even House of Cards doesn't have the budget of a network show, and a network show, you know, a network show can't can't operate on binge watching. I mean, you know, they can't do like all the episodes of. CSI and then show them to you Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday night yeah, sure. um, or release them all. To, I mean, it just the model does not support that the commercial television model. So binge watching is is <laughs> from our from our um, margin call discussion. There's a binge watching bubble going on right now <laughs> where a lot of old content is getting binge watched, but new content can't be done that way. Across the board, yeah, you know they can't they can't release all of even HBO isn't going to give you all of Game of Thrones. Just going to make the entire season and then give it to you. You know, here you go, here's the whole thing, eat it up. You have to, you know, you have to wait the year for that. So, so binge watching is being supported still by the old model because that's what manufactures the the product that you can binge watch later. But if you if everyone moves and, and it makes perfect sense because I understand the sentiment, it is easier to binge watch. That's how I watched uh, Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. I didn't see Breaking Bad until it had four episodes to go, where there was just so much. Okay, I'll watch freaking Breaking Bad. I binged the, the entire thing, <laughs> and that's how you understand it and keep track of these new. The whole new model of shows is also that there's this intricate overlapping storytelling with multiple layers and characters and you know recurring things as opposed to episodic which is what shows always used to be yeah it's so much easier to understand what's happening in a show like game of thrones or breaking bad or anything else nowadays if you binge watch it because you you don't have a week to forget all that stuff that happened you just go right into it so i understand the the point of it but the you know the the current model doesn't support high-end watching yeah is no one watching my show because they all heard it was great but they want to watch it at once or is no one watching my show because no one's watching my show i don't know which it is or the the i can't just keep making shows forever the other new new logic is like i don't want to watch a show because i don't want to get invested it might just get canceled i'll never see it i saw that shit on a comment on a hulu comment for some show and i was blown away by how backwards that logic is it is it totally is it's like i'm not going to support a show unless i know that it's going to be here yeah you know why shows don't (laughs) stay because they don't get supported right now it's it's true and we've talked about this in other episodes it's, it's true that if you if you literally don't have a nielsen box on your tv watching it on the air no you are not having a direct effect however you can encourage people to watch it that's right. the point is is you can encourage people to watch it you can also tweet about it it's not like that counts totally but they do pay attention and if you download it or you know legally they will track that so they will say well the show's not doing great on commercial TV, but it's huge on Netflix or Hulu or whatever else. So maybe we'll still keep doing it because we know that we'll get DVD sales and yeah. streaming sales later. I mean, you, you know, if you don't participate in the process, well, of course, the shows you like aren't going to get, you know, that's that's the one way to guarantee that you have no effect is deciding to have no effect. But um, who was it? Was it someone in the in the forums who said they were <laughs> so someone said. Yes, they I don't want to. I don't want to say yeah, who, so they don't get. Yeah, because I was like, you're not supposed to do that. It said what? S- said that they are. Hey, I'm a Nielsen family now, and uh, oh. and said and like literally like said, you know, I'm, I'm coming to the I rescue. I must have missed that post. Yeah, I think it maybe was in the chat or yeah. something like that. It kind of oh. slid by, but I was like, I believe that you're not actually supposed to say you're yeah. a Nielsen family because then people can for lobby obvious to you. reasons because yeah. then people can game the system. So, so um, with thrones, yeah. 
Wah, wah. But, you watch uh, or you die. So, yeah, you can literally pay a guy like, look, you know, you know <laughs> just leave the box on for while my show is on, and that'll give it an extra you know, right. tenth of a point in the ratings. That's not supposed to be able to be done, so, uh, so theoretically you shouldn't have to do that. So. Did you guys see Cat in America? I did. Yeah. Have not seen it. Uh, I hear it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. It is it's, okay. I agree with okay. It's fun. It's fun, but there's the closing the titles were gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, that happens a lot nowadays. Iron Man 3's closing titles are gorgeous. Iron Man's were really cool too. Iron Man's had the color wireframes, but the color wireframe mm. renders had like a '70s jiggle on them, like yeah. extra grain, and it's a, such a cool look. The ones in Captain America 2 are—it's sort of along the same lines as like the opening of like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang or one of those. Yeah, but it's a slightly different look. That's a little bit more like Nazi propaganda poster looking thing, and it's fucking cool. Like it's a motion graphic that has that look to it. It really made me want to go out and be a Nazi. Well, that'll happen. That happened to me, man. <laughs> I did see... Uh, um, Steven I, Spielberg made Nazis look like unimpeachable badasses. It's not my fault I was nine and thought... I lo- I wanted to be Darth Vader because he's fucking an unimpeachable badass. I'll, I'll put and I watched Raiders of the Lost Ark and I want to be a Nazi because they're unimpeachable badasses. I didn't know and this shit. And they get the good customers. I hadn't they, been told yet. The, well, they <laughs> melted. And Anyway. The, uh, but they'll be back. Being, being that it's Easter, it's appropriate to... Uh, I saw Noah and I really liked oh, that. Oh, okay. Actually. I, I saw Noah, Noah too and I wasn't actually... Uh, I wasn't as blown away by it as everyone else seems to have been. But that might be because I was spoiled on it. Like, one of the things that I think... <laughs> you know how it ended? Uh, no. Yeah. Well, no, but I, I, I read the script like a year ago. Oh, okay, And yeah. I wonder if a lot of the reaction of positivity is people who had no idea it was going to do that shit. Because uh, I knew it was going to do that shit, so I didn't get that reaction. Well, I kind of knew that... I knew the story, I mean, and, and the version of it that he did, not the, you know, not the coloring book version, the actual... The actual Old Testament folklore version. Folklore and, yeah, uh, Old Testament and, and before that, and Book of Enoch and all that stuff. Um, but I liked... I like the way he approached the subject matter being like, okay, we tell children this story about how God murdered everyone. It wasn't that awesome. And that would not be awesome. They would be like this. And he, and he, that's the movie he makes. He's like, basically, how do we tell children this story? Look at it. This is, this is what this, we make all these, we make all these apocalypse movies like, you know, day after tomorrow and 2012 and all that shit. Let's take a biblical apocalypse and make a movie out of that. Yeah. And it's, it's, Oh shit. They weren't kidding. It really was an apocalypse. Yeah. Well, not the apocalypse. One of the first ones. A apocalypse. Yeah. An apocalypse. Um, but I really liked it. I thought, uh, the, the performances were really good and, and you know, the, the effects were really good. Um, I, and I enjoyed that. It was all about kind of, the human story and and you know they're the last humans on earth yeah. and and what does that entail and, and stuff i love like the animation on the angels i did too yeah the 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 watchers were were really great a lot of them are a lot of it looks like they were animated on twos or something they had a really cool like yeah people people compare them to the um for those who don't know there are like giant rock monsters in noah which they don't put in the because which makes sense in the context of the movie it's not a spoiler for the movie it's just that people be like the fuck are you doing yeah if you put that in the trailer people would be like what the fuck is this transformers shatner got to you it makes perfect sense in the movie yeah but in the movie you have enough time to explain here's where they came from and here's what they are and you're like okay but if you're just if you're just seeing a clip of this thing in a a trailer yeah you're going what the hell is happening so i understand why they left them out of the trailer why is Gorignac in the Bible? <laughs> yeah, but um, but yeah, they were really they were really great, and I really um a- enjoyed all the stuff. I enjoyed the the flashback to the their birthing. You know uh, how how they were that was beautiful. Created. Yeah, that was and really good. horrifying. So, yeah, 
Uh, well, that's the thing. It's like that. What, what <laughs> it's I all horrifying. what I loved about the Noah story was the fact that he's he's sitting. The, Aronofsky is going. All of this is horrifying. <laughs> this is if this is happening, it's it's awful, and there's so much suffering, and there's so much you know. But still finding kind of uh, the the heart in the story, and and what clearly appeals to him about um, the 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 story and and how he manages to still make it sort of upbeat at the end and sort of hopeful uh so i would i would recommend checking out noah for sure actually mike before you go uh do you want to address the recent rise and fall of the lord and miller rumor uh sure I, there's not too much to Ghostbusters talk about. Ghostbusters 3 has been dead in your heart forever. Yeah. And it briefly winked into existence. Oh. It did. Wow. It did because uh, sh- sh- briefly, and, and the, it may come back, you know, the, the negotiations go back and forth, but um, there was talk about the guys who made the Lego movie. And Cloudy in, with the Chance of Meatballs and, and, with the and chance 21 Jump Street. And, and all that stuff. Um, stepping in because when Harold Ramis died a, f- a month or two ago, um, Ivan Reitman, basically, he he lost. He said, "I'm out. I'm not yeah, going to direct." He's it. like, "I'm not going to direct Ghostbusters 3. I just, I, I don't, it, I don't have it anymore." Because no one wants to see a movie with just Ernie Hudson and Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> yeah. In it. yeah. Um, he's he's like, "I'll we'll still make it. I'll still produce it, but I just don't have the heart to direct it anymore." So we'll find, you know, we're, we were going to have a new young cast. We'll find a new young director and, and et cetera, et cetera. And Sony was in talks with because and i got so excited because like it makes perfect sense because sony fucking loves these guys they yeah. give them everything and their three biggest projects that we know about are all people who took an impossible to do that with it franchise yeah and pulled it off all and, three times and did something you know and they understand how to tell a story but also have it be a comedy and it's kind of this wacky comedy and they they're good with the fantasy and effects and stuff like that so it was like oh my god if they do ghostbusters 3 that is the only until you said that i didn't realize yeah. i thought they were the only ones who could do Suddenly it. the clouds parted and it was a <laughs> yeah. shaft of sunlight but now you said it and they and they are and they're the ones who have to do it absolutely and then there was a, a week or two later there and the, it wasn't just a rumor they were in the talks and a week or two later there they was, walked out yeah. they, they uh left the talks they're like nah we're not gonna do that so maybe maybe it's just because they're in the middle of 22 jump street and they're like uh we can't make the deal right now we don't want to think about it and they may come back like the door the door wasn't closed yeah but uh, those those talks are not currently ongoing, and so now I'm sad again. The other news like that that came out this past week uh, is that forever we've been hearing that Aaron Sorkin wrote the script about Steve Jobs that Fincher's going to direct. Yeah. And that's always been like, oh, fuck yeah. That sounds awesome. Uh, and Fincher walked away from that this week. Yeah. So that's not going to happen with him on it anymore. And there's still an Aaron Sorkin script about Steve Jobs that's probably going to get made. It's just that Fincher's not going to direct it. Yeah. Based off of that biography that was published probably based off uh, of the yeah probably the walter who whatever yeah. his name was yeah yeah but you know the one that yeah was published like right after yeah 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 but and, and could have used a few more passes but they wanted to get it out <laughs> really fast but the more i think he's, about he's it he's the, not getting any debtor the more i yeah. think about it the more that might be okay because i don't know what sorkin wrote but on the face of it i don't think a david fincher movie about a character would actually be that much to write home about because mm. he hasn't done many of those, he's done Social he's done movies about right. he's done movies about like personality disorders and mm-hmm. shit or obsessions or that kind of thing. But just like uh, you don't think well, actually yeah, yeah. now I think right. Steve Jobs <laughs> no, right in the zone. I was in the middle of the sentence when I went oh oh right that would have worked yeah <laughs> yeah man 
But anyway, yeah, I actually have to take off. Don't to forget my your Tokes thing, and Stokes shot glass. I absolutely will not. <laughs> Are you going to be seeing Anthony at some point? Dun, 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 yes, actually. Oh, is then that, I got is that other one his? I got one for him too. Okay. I want to. We got a lot of cool little merchandise with the with the logo. I, actually, I had no idea that you guys were merchandising. I want to get. A, I want to get a flask. I literally too. walked in the room here and it was like, oh, there's some shot glasses. Like, oh, okay. I just, yeah, all right. Did you? Should have gotten, uh, you know, get the legal department to clear that. Uh, I that, you, know, you know, Trey Stokes is a real person <laughs> who uh, was not even aware of your production. So, <laughs> I, I'd like, I just, I'd like to. Maybe it's just an experiment. Oh. I should, I should file a, try and, uh, I should file a, uh, a, a cease and desist uh, <laughs> on your YouTube happens. video. I go, that's me. That's they're totally parodying me. It's like, well, you're actually taking no. my likeness rights. I bought one of the uh, the shirts, and that logo looks awesome on the shirts. So you guys should snag it. <laughs> Although the oh, thing so is, we didn't. Oh, we, oh, actually, we didn't do it on the show. So you like? Oh video, yeah, right? we had to. We had to run it. Oh, by the way, okay. yeah, you guys made a whole video about me or something. <laughs> well, which, you did an intervention yeah. about it, right? We, we did, did, well, but we did an intervention about didn't, talking about it. We hadn't seen it yet. We did. We had just gotten done filming, and we just talked about it. Um. But yeah, it came out. I'm very happy with how it came out. Yeah, I, 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 I the more I watch it, the more I'm like, this. Sh- if this show existed, it would have been <laughs> such my shit. I would have watched it so much growing up. I really would. Even have. though, like on the episode itself, you're like, this is why the people who worked on Alf wanted to kill themselves. Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't want to work on it. I oh, just by the way, you weren't you up. weren't here for this, but Trey walked in and saw Tox's head over there, and his jaw fell off because a book fell on it. Huh. But he like he was fiddling with it, and he's like, I have no idea how Mike got anything out of this thing. This <laughs> yeah. is the world's worst puppet. <laughs> Yay! I'm, I'm much more. I'm even more impressed now by the uh, by the outcome. <laughs> I like, make wow, shitty puppets. I would have been like, this what? No, this is. Can't <laughs> I be quit. Done. Trey would have walked out. <laughs> I did just so you're. Probably you're expecting me to like give some kind of reaction or something like that. This is the, the this YouTube would be you know, Trey reacts to the Stokes Tux and Stokes video. Is what, uh, <laughs> I just loved your tweet. What is this? I don't even. <laughs> yeah, I was like, all right, well, props for pulling it off without me knowing it was happening, and uh, you know, great, great execution, and everything else. I I think I'm on record in the actual uh, Pulp Fiction. Uh, thing or or when it came up later and you know, after Pulp Fiction and Pulp Fiction is where Tokes and Stokes was originated. Yeah. As and an I think idea. Pavlich is the one who it was John said Pavlich. We have to credit him properly, but um, I think it was referenced again in some other commentary mm, yeah. um, where where it sort of became a thing. Where, where I think I said whatever that other commentary was, where I said I, I don't think this bit's going anywhere. I don't really dig this bit very much. So you guys went and made a whole video on it, like. <laughs> Okay, I uh, sure. I you took that one about as far as you could take it. I guess that could be. But I, I am, I am, I have to say, of course, I'm. I guess flattered is probably the right word. Um, but the <laughs> amused, it, I amused, yes, or or bemused, certainly bemused. Like, wow, they okay, they, perhaps nonplus. They did that. Um, but it makes me think, like, well, since you know, since the the stake has been driven into the ground. It feels like there should be something we should do with it. I mean, even if we like, you know, to bring this back to full circle, it's like I'm sort of thinking of some kind of like how I met your mother kind of show in a sense of like old me, old, you know, washed up has been me talking about the glory days. And most of the show is the flashback to back. Oh, back when I used to fight crime with the puppet. <laughs> this, could, and that idea Grandpa, was, tell us the one about the, the drug dealer you took down. Oh, OK. Well, it goes like a little like something like this. Well, Tokes was was in his glory that day. Let me tell you. Wavy, wavy line, wavy line, wavy line, wavy line. I, I love that idea. One of the things that was floated <laughs> well, at some we'll point about it. I don't remember who said it was like it could be a thing where like modern old retired detective stokes has to go back in time to save the future and meets his old self see we i should only be the framing story i should not be the featured yeah. act but uh the idea of um yeah like you know it's like i'm, I'm like you know sitting there with like you know 
<laughs> literally been like a bunch of like nursery school kids at my feet and i'm like all right so here's what happened all right now this is the straight shit i'm not kidding here this is true this is true okay no he was a puppet he was an actual puppet get on board this is true so anyway this one time this one guy this there's this pimp right he was smacking hoes left and right and we did it was the 70s and then what's a hoe wavy line wavy line wavy, you'll find out wavy line wavy line wavy line i'm taking off what's bye, your mike bye. what's your name crystal bye, oh you'll find out bye mike goodbye goodbye tokes Goodbye, Michael. Yeah, let me. I should just, I should have introduced you as like Tig, Brian Lee, Fenifter, Tokes, and Stokes. What? <laughs> uh, Next time. Yeah. So anyway, um, well, I'm glad you you know you kids had fun with that. I was I was again like, wow, okay. I. <laughs> well, we were talking about like if we ever do, if we ever do anything with this. First of all, we can't use this fucking puppet again because he sucks. Uh, we would we would need a better <laughs> rebuild puppet. It, rebuild it. A and it's bit. like well. If we were ever do something with this, that would be after Trey knew about it, and maybe he could tell us how to make a puppet right because well, yeah, this that would, thing's that would a be piece part of the shit. plan. Yeah, we would we do some, you know, re, just uh, some structural thing. I That's think he's all. I think he's a really good caricature. The head. look is the look is. Fine, it's just yeah. that you can't do anything with him. You just need yeah, you need some some it's some structural work. It's yeah, like yeah. I made a puppet out of a brick. <laughs> well, that's that's happened sometimes. That can happen. That is the space shuttle of puppets. I'm actually experimenting with uh, uh, reviving an old puppet project of mine. I've been kind of experimenting with, and I've, is, it, I've, is it Cody Coyote? It is Cody Coyote, and, and I found out that I have lost my my arm strength. Oh really? I, I, I'm gonna have to start like lifting weights at least with my left arm because I did like five minutes. And I was like, ah, wow, I because I haven't done it in a while. And yeah, I, I could still do the performance, but I don't have the stamina. Of mm. holding that puppet over my head, and and really for for Cody, and um, you may have found out the same thing. It's really it's it's the it's, it's the, the top the talking yeah. where you, your hand will cramp up if you yeah. if you have to do a lot of talking. And and the Cody puppet, the Cody Coyote puppet is uh, he's he's been refurbished and hasn't really been used since then. So his his jaw is very stiff. So it's like my my holding him up and then using your thumb to to animate the jaw is like been really I'm like wow I I everything's in place for me to do this except I can't do it I need to it's like a, it's like a brand new catcher's mitt that you have yeah, to break in it's exactly like that so just a piece of hard leather so if you walk by if you come by my house and you know see me like holding up a puppet over my head while I surf the internet it's because I'm working out all right I'm I'm exercising yeah <laughs> uh, this is for a movie all right yeah it's it's for a YouTube video it's very important. Yeah, man. Fucking puppets. And Mike was like, that's, the head by itself is hard to use. And then the clothes are like 15 pounds worth of clothes. Yeah. So he's holding up it this thing up. over his head. Ish. Yeah, rough, Mike, man. Mike has been working out. so I know. He's, so yeah, he's, strength. he's got no excuse. I'm old and sick and tired. None at all. <laughs> and we didn't, I didn't know about, like, the, when we did that intermission, the fucking movie hadn't happened yet. We just shot it. Uh, Alex Stokes came around and put together this piece of music that is just so goddamn perfect it blows my mind <laughs> wow chicka, wow wow yeah it just it's just like fucking perfect you know that's alex Ruger from un- uncomposed just need a squad room set and a <laughs> yeah dude we had and a, and a guy to come out and go you're getting too close to the edge that's tokes well that was one of the, the <laughs> you're jo- a loose cannon. one of the jokes was and i mentioned it in the other i'll thing, tell you was, what i'm getting too close was, it was we set it up where it's like here's tokes he's this and that and that and he doesn't play by the rules and here's stokes he's this and this and that and he doesn't play by the rules and we were going to cut to like eddie as the commissioner slamming his hands <laughs> on the desk like no one's playing by the rules <laughs> but then we didn't end up shooting that and then it's like do we should we get an insert it's like well we could, but there's no other dialogue in the thing, so that would be weird. So we just didn't. And I'm still happy with how it came out. I'm really psyched about it. Still works. Yeah, man. All right, Brian. 
got any more grab bags uh bags really. that you have been grabbing uh yeah i didn't help at all with the tokes and stokes thing other than not <laughs> no, telling nor Trent. did i so yeah <laughs> yeah brian's got but i knew he didn't tell my, me god damn it my sole responsibility was not to tell you uh <laughs> something, so i'm very proud of my contribution well played um well i didn't really talk about winter soldier but mike's already left but yeah i mean it's, it's the let's talk about mike yeah yeah <laughs> that fucking guy man. god i wish i was gay what what no nothing uh he's really been working out but he has been dude out. mike is cut man meat hooks off i saw man. him lift up something at his birthday party the other week and his biceps are like are like my thighs <laughs> he's gonna love listening to this episode oh this is gonna be a great episode for him to listen to just he doesn't listen to the fucking podcast no 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 but he should people give you listen to the after you left just just fast forward to that part yeah man uh, we're all like expressing our secret desires for my <laughs> that'd be hilarious just like a little Easter egg. Yeah, you guys did the you guys did a video about me. We'll do a little Easter egg in the podcast where Mike uh, leaves Mike. and we do a whole whole thing about how much we all there want him so much. Well, who wouldn't? I know. Look at him for heaven's sake. So here's a funny thing. I don't know how much of this I should really talk about, to be honest. Okay. But Ooh. randomly, uh, Paul, Paulu, uh, who works or worked on Game of Thrones at least a little bit anyway, that's also related, uh, randomly bumped into Strapinus. And now Paul who's in London, in London so for a few months. Semi-randomly. Yeah. Like, and like making short films, like there was a 48-hour film competition and he and Strapinus and some other people worked on this thingy that they threw together and shit. And down in front, man, or, you know, whatever the show is called, uh, bringing people together. <laughs> bringing people together. That's yeah, so no, cool. literally, Paul... And then when he was there... At, and was, Paul was in line at an airport, like a JFK or something. Uh, and, like, Strapinus was two people ahead in the line or something. And... Uh, I guess I guess Paul like Strapinus said something over her really, conversation really ambiguous and then a second thing that was really ambiguous just like oh yes I work in movies and then oh yes I work here or something and then Paul for, for with no evidence to make this leap at all says are you David Strapinus and Strapinus <laughs> is like who are, who are you yeah <laughs> That's who sent question. you who but, sent you but the other thing that's like that and this is funny and it relates to Tokes and Stokes mm. is that Paul was he shot Tokes and Stokes. He was at double negative when some guy saw Paul's name in the credits of the Tokes and Stokes short and recognized the new American guy's name in the credits and walked over and said, you worked, how the hell did this happen? And apparently there's some dude at Dineg and hi, by the way, if you're listening, mm. hi man, uh, who's who like saw Paul's name in the thingy. He was one of the, you know, 50 people that watched it <laughs> and that happened again. So either Paul randomly meets everyone eventually or this, <laughs> so far. this show is permeating culture in ways that we do not understand. Yes. It, it's full effect will not be known for, for generations. Oh, it causes to come. cancer. We're going to find oh, out. Oh yeah. It it causes, causes, our show causes cancer. You get to the age 45 and one leg gets shorter than the other. It's a, it's a dead giveaway. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's the thalidomide podcast. <laughs> Dark. Welcome, welcome to friends in your leg. Welcome to thalidomide. Friends in your leg. <laughs> friends in your thyroid. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to friends in your leg. <laughs> <laughs> friends in your head was taken it's a whole trademark problem yeah it keeps happening so, man i'm gonna I'll, th I'll throw a book out there real quick okay thud um <laughs> like like you know when i say book of course i mean actual digital data on a screen because who actually reads books anymore but um i'm just enjoying uh it's it's not particularly well written book but it's content Go on. yeah exactly but it's content is fascinating i'm reading um a book by fred stoller uh called maybe we'll have you back which is if 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 I showed you a picture of Fred Stoller, you he would you would go, oh that guy, he's a that guy, he's a that guy stand-up comedian slash 
uh, character actor. Um, I worked with him very briefly years ago on the TV wheel uh, with Joel Hodgson. Uh, that's how I met him real briefly. He wouldn't know who I am now, you know. So it's, it's not like I'm only barely name dropping. But if you saw the guy, you would absolutely know it. He's a, he's a nebbish. He's, he always he always plays like the oh I don't know. He's like he's been described even in the book. He's described as like a nerdier version of Ray Romano. Like if <laughs> if Ray Romano was kind of like scrawny and even more like uh, you know inept and, and nerdy and had a bigger nose that would be that would what was be the last name stoller fred stoller and and he wrote he just came out with this book i, I think it's only an ebook um maybe it's an actual published book but it's called maybe we'll have you back and it's about his entire career that he's pretty much spent being the guy on every sitcom you've ever seen who does one guest appearance and has like four lines and his and his perennial search to like be a regular on a, on a sitcom and never getting to be one uh but he's like he's always that one guy who has that one scene. I recognize him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know who that guy is. So anyway, it's a very it's a, and he's he's neurotic as all hell, and and so it's it's really like it's partly a series of anecdotes about the time I was on Seinfeld and then so on. But then it's also partly just a picture of a guy who's like so supremely neurotic that you can't even imagine he functions in society at all, much less has a career as a stand-up comedian. But um, it's 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 an entertaining read about just what. Hollywood is really like for most of us. It's mostly about like just trying to hustle and trying to get a job and like almost getting a job and you know just that having a near miss on this and everything else. But it's called it's it's a if you want to know like what it's like to be a day player on all the sitcoms um, in the past thirty. That actually years, sounds pretty cool. Yeah, it's called Maybe We'll Have You Back, and uh, it's probably about him and it's probably about how batshit crazy his mom is. But um, you know what do you expect? Yeah, that's going to happen. But anyway, Fred Stoller, maybe I'll have you back as my current uh, bedside reading, and I'm, I'm enjoying it so far. I'm reading, we were talking about it before maybe the we'll first episode, uh, I'm reading The Martian right now, which is a book that apparently no one else liked, but I'm really into, uh, about a guy who goes down to Mars in a planned Mars mission, Ares 3, which that's funny. And I get it. Uh, there's a storm, and the crew has to leave, and he, for all accounts, dies in this storm, uh, and they're like, we, we have to go this second, the ascent stage is about to tip over and we'll never get off it's a huge like windstorm on mars uh but he ends up not dying and he rolls himself back into the little bubble which talk about a housing bubble collapsing <laughs> Am I right? with the um, and uh and now he's just like okay well i have no communication and i'm stuck on mars with no food this is fun and working his way through all these problems and how he eventually finds this and builds that and all this shit it's like the parts of apollo 13 where they're like we got to make a thing like this fit into that using nothing but that go and it's fun to read for that reason. Although everyone's been um, observing that it's also written in a very sort of um, self-aware, sardonic, sort of crack.com voice. The way I think, it might have been Mike, but the way I remember somebody describing it was, it's like, it's like a Reddit AMA. It's like, I'm stranded on Mars, <laughs> ask me anything. I'm the only human on Mars, AMA. Yeah, it's, uh, the word I used before we started the show that Mike agreed with was, it. the style is very flippant. I downloaded it as an ebook before it was actually published, published, uh, and read the first, I don't know, three or four chapters or so, and couldn't really get into it, even though it's exactly my shit, and by all intents and purposes, it should be, uh, uh, should be my favorite thing ever. It, this, I could not connect with the style, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I'm digging it, but, you know, is what it is. Um, yeah, and I was also reading something else, but I forgot. I'm reading through, uh, I, I, there's, I had never read the last three Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy books. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the last three. And I'm, re- and I'm reading through them. that great. Okay. Yeah. No, I didn't it's a, it's enjoy a diminishing returns. I didn't enjoy yeah. a restaurant at the end of the universe at all. 
Uh, but I, right now I'm reading th- So Long and Thanks for All the Fish. And I'm only in like the first third of it. A little better on that But one. I'm so far I'm like, this is... Now we're back into the weird... Because yeah. the, the, it seems like the ones right after Hitchhiker's Guide were just sort of like playing with whimsy for fun. Just for the fun sake of writing whimsy yeah. things about whimsy stuff. All the Fish, I think, was a step back up again. But then there was... was the last one was mostly harmless? Was that the last yeah. one? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm only a little bit through uh, that one. But I'm reading through those right now. And... Yeah, awesome. Uh, I'm I'm liking this current one more than the other ones so far, but we'll see what happens, I guess. Cigarabanza, um, they're completely astounding. Yeah, man. I just finished, I mentioned in the actual commentary, I just finished last night's uh, Animals in Translation, which is Temple Grandin's book, um, which is, it's really good. She's, so Temple Grandin is uh, an autistic person who, uh, her her job, what she does is, like, and what she's really known for uh, earlier in her career was, reforming uh slaughterhouse practices and making the slaughterhouse process for cattle uh, much what more did they humane. do now uh <laughs> they don't even kill them they, 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 ah! they just ah! they let them off with a warning <laughs> yeah. next well, no. time you're a burger <laughs> yeah. well i was yesterday i made a double dose of ramen noodles and i had a beef packet and a chicken packet <laughs> and i was like i have made a chimera soup like this Ooh. is a this is a cow chicken soup <laughs> that i'm eating right now Ooh, creepy but they used to just whack them on the head and then slit their throats right yeah it was it was a lot of like george foreman yeah george foreman with a sledgehammer yeah basically what the the problem was at least as she tells it in her book is is a lot of not understanding why animals are (laughs) behaving in a certain way when they get nervous or frightened or, or recoil from something not necessarily understanding why they're doing that and then as a result when the animal is not doing what you wanted to do you default to the cattle prod the electric prod or just beating it or kicking it or whatever which is not obviously ideal from a humane perspective so her a lot of her uh reforms and insight came from understanding okay the the animal is frightened for this reason that we would never suspect as a human being but you fix this like it was what was the reason uh it's it's a lot of like uh different kind of perceptual things like sounds are stressing it out or something yeah or like a chain hangover or uh like the floor being wet i think was one of them it's um Oh, she she goes into a whole like, you know, the kind of the nature of animal psychology, and she she draws a lot of parallels and comparisons between animal psychology and autism, and you know specifically certain aspects of autism in terms of autistic people, and in her view, animals as well are very hyper specific. They're 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 hyper perceptive, so little details will jump out at them, and sometimes those little details in terms of like one of them was I think like the garage door of the thing um, had never been opened and it would like rattle. And so literally there was just like, okay, well just make sure the garage door is open when they come by and it won't rattle and, and scare them. And that's it. Um, Things like that. Uh, Things that are very, from a perception standpoint, jump out at the animals very harshly, but that we don't even really process. It's the freakonomics of animal brains. <laughs> yeah. Mary Roach has a new book coming out yeah. too, by the way. Did you see that? Oh, I, I, I yeah. just read how to, how to Be a Freak, right? What? Well, there's a new Freakonomics book coming out. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, I didn't oh, know. Yeah. yeah, Mary Roach. Well, Mary Roach has one that's... A, uh, oh, I just read. It's called uh, Swallow or Gulp or something. It's yeah, about, it's Gulp. About, oh, like, yeah, that's out. I have that one. I read that one already. Oh. And she has another one also that came out um, that's just a collection of her like Reader's Digest essays. They're all like little three and four page little just little musings on things about life they called you know my my planet or something like that i've got it right here in my nook if i look it up but uh it's just a it's just a little collection of literally little little magazine essays that she wrote that are just little funny little slices of life but yeah gulp is uh, yeah it's all about eating um mm-hmm. and that one's out yeah still my favorite is stiff 
Stiff is still the I think the best of yeah. Of her. I like Stiff. I never even yeah. made it to the end of Packing for Mars. Packing for Mars is pretty fascinating for the topic, and there's a lot of really fun stuff. It's my second favorite. But right on. But um, so, but all of Tim, this whole thing is like the whole Temple Granite thing is like all to more humanely slaughter them. <laughs> yeah. So I it's, guess it's I guess like, there's, you know, you know, there's a, yeah, it's a sliding it's scale. Like, mis- and, and she, t- I mean, she talks about that as well. Like, well, I love animals and she even says cows are my favorite animals. I love them especially. And what am I doing? I'm helping kill them more efficiently. And her, her thought process is, well, I'm, they wouldn't exist without us. If we, if they didn't exist yeah. for this purpose, they wouldn't exist. And I'm helping them have the best life they can have while they exist. Um, and so, yeah, the, the kind of the first chunk of the book is her talking specifically about the kind of the, the slaughterhouse reform she put into effect. But then as the book goes on, she generalizes more to animal cognition and behavior and autism behavior and kind of the connections between the two in ways that are really, really fascinating. I felt like I could kind of um, think from an animal's perspective almost uh, later on. In the well, book. I could do that, too, but I just read Animorphs. <laughs> actually this uh nova's doing a series of uh episodes right right now they've just done a couple already i think maybe another one debuts tonight um about animal cognition and different kinds of animal like like when we talk about how an animal is smart or not well there's different kinds of smart that different kind of animals have yeah. and the last episode last week was a very interesting examination of why birds can solve very complicated problems like crows making tools yeah, for themselves exactly yeah. the crows can like okay i pick up this weight i drop it on this thing that makes the lever that makes the stick come out i take the stick i get the other i get the other stone and, and how they can cogitate you know cogitate all that but a dog is like what yeah what? i'm pretty sure a crow would beat me at portal yeah exactly <laughs> they totally would and they talk about you know the again the they bring up the idea you know, they talk about the biology and the and the and the morphology and all that like well Crows and and the 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 there's a category of them I get what they're called but corvids the, corvids corvids have for the you know the the relation of brain size to body size is pretty much a, a straight line but corvids are off the scale corvids are like their brain is twice as big for their body as it should be yeah. so that's an indication so it's not like the overall size of your brain but the ratio of brain to body is is kind of a key thing humans also are vastly overscaled brain to body ratio but not the biggest which is what we exactly what biggest we is for longest time. because the bigger your body is the more of your brain is running that body right but if your brain is big 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 compared to your body you off, have more brain than you the, need off and the that's where curve, you start getting you have extra brain yeah and you can do stuff so they talk about that versus dogs which are much more sensory based and can do amazing things but they they did a whole thing where they talked about how dogs do it because they have been conditioned for millennia to respond to us so dogs yeah. can do smart things if we are sort of their uber computer to right. go do that thing they'll go got it and they'll go make it happen yeah but dogs not, are hardware they're not self-actualizing in that way right um, and, and granted talks about that and that's another parallel with autism that she draws is that autistic people are very good and very skilled at one thing you know yeah. and that's you know at the extreme end of that spectrum is is an autistic savant or an idiot savant as it used to be called uh, and the animals are the same way. A bird is really good at doing this thing, and a yeah. dog is really good at this this thing. But their overall general intelligence and general intelligence is the, the term that we use to describe our what we think of as intelligence. And, and orcas intelligence. are really good at getting butt hurt. Yeah. Why are you crying, orca? <laughs> yeah, orcas. Well, they get they get into that in the in the episode. That's very fascinating. They talk about there's a there's a. I was kidding, by the way. I saw I saw. Blackfish. blackfish yeah well it, they, they touch on kind of a similar thing is is there's the the uh what's it called the 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 sense of the sense of mind or something like that that there's a there's a definite breakpoint of 
being aware that you are a thing, right? But other things are also things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, there's like there's like I am a I see the world, but that thing over there also sees the world from its perspective. So the idea that understanding that there are other consciousnesses besides your own that humans don't even get that until they're three or four. Exactly. Yeah. It takes a while. There's a, there's a, there's a, you know, a pass, a barrier that you pass through. And so they talk about how, and, and one of the things that, that is also part of that is they, is the ability to understand that a mirror is you and not uh-huh. another animal or not anything to pay attention. Like a dog, dogs rarely pay attention to mirrors. They just don't even register it somehow. Yeah. Cause they're like, probably cause they don't, they're not smelling another animal. So what they're seeing is immaterial. Ah, um, interesting. But, uh, but you know, cats will sometimes go, what is that? You know, cause they're a little more visual based. Um, but they, they have like experiments where they put a mirror in front of an elephant and they put a mirror in front of a dolphin. And they put a mirror in front of a thing and elephants immediately are like, Hey, Whoa. And they said the thing that they, what they'll, the telling point is, They'll start to look at parts of themselves they can't see. That's how you understand that they get that that's themselves. So they'll start looking like an elephant. At will their look ass. At, an elephant will look in its own mouth like, uh, uh, you know, and, and, weird. And so will dolphins. And they'll, they'll check themselves out like from angles they can't see. Why didn't anyone tell me my ass was so big? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, my God. My elephant, I've got an elephant ass. What the hell? But like, and they've done experiments the, where they'll put like they'll put something on the elephant's face and they'll put a new mirror and I'll go, yeah. can, and can you get and then checking what, what part of the brain because the parts of the brain are more or less the same in all mammals. So, yeah, they're checking. That. So, yeah, that's a really that's what Nova's doing right now. There's a whole series of, of I want to watch that agitation that's happening right now. I'd on, always on heard Nova. the thing. I don't know if it's true all the time or if it's true about some or not true at all. But like another way of looking at it is when you are trying to indicate something over there, when you point at it, a dog looks at your hand and a cat looks where you're pointing. Sort oh, that was that was another thing on the show is is the un- the un- ability to understand Pointing means that thing. Because you have to adopt my perspective for that to make sense to you. Yeah. You have to understand that where I'm looking... That is pointing at that now. Yeah, and dogs and dogs. I think you, dogs I think do get it. that because they, 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 there was in that episode. I might, I might have it back. Maybe you got a yeah. clip of it because they, they pointed that that the dog, if you if you point to, in fact, it was about is about how dogs are conditioned to be an adjunct to us, and what what makes them smart is the fact that they, you know, they they follow our commands really well that's what makes them you know sort of seem smarter than, than they really are in a in a in a, in a sense this is, dog can find bodies that's amazing yeah well not really because we taught him how and yeah we, we make him do it but they point out how like we only you, feed him when he finds they, bodies they talk about how you can you know dog can tell if you put two cups down they do this experiment if you put two cups down with a treat under one of the cups the dog knows he can smell the treat he can tell that's you know their nose is that good but they talk about they show how they show a trainer goes get the treat the dog will go to the where the treat isn't if that's the one the trainer points to. Oh, interesting. Because the dog, the dog's, the dog is so conditioned to respond to humans yeah. that it'll even override what he knows. His nose is telling him is the treat is not there. We actually did that experiment with Ryan and Mickey's dogs. They have a couple of Italian greyhounds. <laughs> I thought you were going to say we did the experiment with Ryan and Mickey. <laughs> no. See, uh, well, we put Ryan in another room but, and then we but, took Mickey. But we, and had, we pointed to a door and like said, the that's dogs right. kept trying to get up and eat the pretzels, and we put one of the pretzels on the ground and put a cup over it, and. Like there's zero object permanence there for those dogs. Yeah. Like it was like, oh, it's gone. And they just like walked away. It's <laughs> like okay. immediately like it has ceased to exist. Damn it. Yeah. I hate it when this <laughs> macro scale quantum do of, that? these quantum artifacts happen and the pretzel just disappears forever. <laughs> <laughs> and then comes back. It's weird when it comes back. Yeah, man. Object permanence. That's another fun term where does when you it's peekaboo basically. Does an animal know? That a thing is there even when it can't see it or not yeah. is another yeah. even if it's yeah. not directly perceiving it, can it hold the idea of that in its mind? Right. I mean, that's why peekaboo works for really young kids. Is when they can't see you, you're not there, you're gone. 
there's hands there now, but they don't care. And then all of a sudden there's a face. Hey, oh my God, he appeared from the ether. And some dogs can handle that. And some. Can't. And that's another major like cognitive milestone that's that children pass through as, as they grow up. Oh, that's I'm, I'm, there's the, there's two shows running on PBS right now. And I'm, I'm probably conflating the two of them because the other one's called Your Inner Fish, which is uh, you're in your fish, your inner fish, oh. which is all about how you have vestigial. Yeah parts of earlier yeah. animals in your in your in your body including in your brain exactly and so so it's between those two shows everything i've talked about is either was in that that series of nova animal cognitions or it's in your inner fish um and every episode of your inner fish has been about a different branch of the 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 animal kingdom about what parts of fish do we still retain next week's episode is reptiles what parts are still mm-hmm. reptiles um so interesting i want to watch both of those you know what what pieces and and you know structures and or in how your skin you know used to be fish scales and animal scales and still has these these pieces that that huh. are part of it cool that actually came back around to being a grab bag thing cool yeah there you go <laughs> anyway we done all right yeah, yeah, let's call it's it. real. all right let's do this this has been the intermission you can only find more episodes at friendsinyourhead.com go to itunes subscribe get a brand new episode every single week twitter.com slash friends in your head facebook friends in your head friends in your head at gmail.com go to the forum it's wonderful community people and it's growing every single day buy our shirts give us money holden hill t christy right editor dork man's cop <laughs> mark trump and trace dogs this has been the intermission thank you much for listening good night good night go do your homework friendsinyourhead.com